Child in the distance, playing in the rain. The sweet sound of water flowing away. A construction worker coming home from work. Two parents and their children going to church. A happy little baby drools on your shirt. What an extraordinary day Let us have a world of ordinary people Living life the way God wants us to And if we have a world of ordinary people Extraordinary things will happen to me
Hello everyone, thank you for joining my podcast channel, thank you for always tuning in, thank you for sparing your time, you know, to hear from me again, I'm so honored, I'm so privileged, I am so, so, so deeply thankful for your time and all the opportunity you have been given to me and the listening ears so i just want to say a big thank you to you guys because without you guys i don't think this podcast will really continue but i thank you for doing your work as my listeners and i do want to say thank you from the depth of my heart and i have been thinking about something and what i've been thinking about is this whole scenario this whole phenomenon called life life is so precious life is so so precious life is like an egg when you are not careful enough you drop it it will crack and so in life we need to be careful with some things that we do with some things that we say with some behaviors and some and some characteristics that we exhibit some attitudes that we exhibit some lifestyle that we exhibit some actions that we are not meant to take we need to be careful at all points of our life we are humans and so we need to treat other humans with courtesy with respect with love with understanding life itself is simple but the only problem is that 
we carry some things not meant to fostering life ahead but we carry those particular things to, 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 to bring down the meaning of life and that will not at the end of the day bring glory to God that at the end of the day will not bring a, 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 a change in a particular person's life so in life we need to be careful we need to be cautious in life we need to know the right thing to do the right model to follow the right path to, 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 to wait on we should not carry things the way people are carrying things but yes we should be guarded we should be guarded and so I want to talk about it I want to speak about a topic that says the Christian practices not a debatable thing but accepting one another I will reiterate the topic again and it says the Christian practices not a debatable thing but accepting one another the Christian practices here means the roles that a Christian should take, the pattern that a Christian should take, the lifestyle that a Christian should take, the, 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 the mediums that a Christian should take. And it's meant to be a practice. It's meant to be a practice. It's not meant for debates. It's not meant for, for, for suggestions. It's not meant for, 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 for men to, 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 to begin to bring out the syllables about it. But it is a praxis whereby we are meant to model it. We are meant to live it. We are meant to breathe it. We are meant to, 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 to live with it. We are meant to eat with it. We are meant to be clothed with it. And these practices that we need to know and that we need to understand is by accepting one another. Accepting one another is a very, very, very serious thing in our community, in our society, in our homes. We tend to accept successful people. But those that are not successful, those that are in the, are in the slums, those that are illiterate, those that are not fortunate enough, we throw them away. Those that the society does not reckon with, we, 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 we put our hands and block them on the way. But those that are successful, we welcome them with open arms. We see them like semi-gods. And this is totally wrong. This is totally wrong. The Christian practices, not a debatable thing, but accepting one another is a simple concept that we are going to talk about and i want us to go to the book of romans chapter 14 from verse 1 to the end of the verse because from um, sorry um, romans chapter 14 has 23 verses but the verses that i want us to meditate and study will start from will start from verse 1 to verse 15 Although the reading is very lengthy, but in due time, maybe when you are studying or when you're meditating, you can go and, you know, make more research 
so that you can get more understanding about what I'm saying. So like I said, the topic today is the Christian practices, not a debatable thing, but accepting one another. That is a line that I want you to understand. Accepting one another. And so I want to read from verse 1 and I'm reading from the Scott Field Study Bible. And I'm reading the book of Romans 14 from verse 1. And I'll stop at a place that I think it should be better so I don't waste time. It says, verse 1, Accept him whose faith is weak without passing judgment or disputable matter. No man's faith allows him to eat everything but Another man whose faith is weak eats only vegetables. The man who eats everything must not look down on him who does not. And the man who does not even, uh, sorry, and the man who does not eat, sorry, and the man who does not eat everything must not condemn the man who does. For God has accepted him. Who are you to judge? someone else servant to his own master he stands or fail and he will stand for the lord is able to make him stand sorry let me take that reading again from verse 4 who are you to judge someone else someone else servant to his own master he stands or fail or false and he will stand, for the Lord is able to make him stand. Verse 5. One man considers one day scared than other. Another man considered every day alike. Each should be fully convinced in his own mind. He who regards one day as special does so to the Lord. He who eats meat eats to the Lord, for he gives thanks to God. And he who abstains abstains does so to the Lord and gives thanks to God. For none of us lives to himself alone, and none of us dies to himself alone. If we live, we live to the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. For every for this very reason, Christ died and returned to life, so that he might be the Lord. Of both the dead and the living you then why do you judge your brother or why do you look down on your brother for we will all stand before God's judgment seat it is written as surely as I live says the Lord every knee, every knee will bow before me and every tongue will confess to God so then each of us will give accounts of himself to God Therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another. Stand in stand. Sorry. Therefore, let us not. Therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another. Instead, make up your mind not to put any stumbling blocks or obstacle in your brother's way. As one who is the Lord Jesus, I am fully convinced that no food is unclean in itself. But if anyone regards so, but if anyone regards something as unclean, then for him it is unclean. If your brother is distressed, 
because of what you eat. You are no you are no longer eating in love. Do not by do not by your eating destroy your brother for whom Christ died for. And so the reading is very long and is very lengthy, so I don't want to waste our time. So here, this is a letter that Apostle Paul wrote. And this letter is concerning the Christians, the Christian behavior, the Christian practices. And so, in, uh, sorry, and so in verse 14, Sorry, so and so and so in chapter 14, verse from verse 1 to 5, verse 15, Paul presents a principle of guidance concerning practices about which Christians differs. Although Paul uses an an example meat, and the example that Paul used was meat to be sacrificed to idols, and he used another example. Uh, it says keeping ceremonial days. The principle involved applies to believers in every age. So this Christian practices principle, it applies to every believer in every age. And so it constitutes of the Christian conduct. And this Christian conduct, they are the backgrounds of the practices that a Christian must, must must keep in line. And that's why in the topic that I presented, I said, Christian practices, not a debatable thing, but accepting one another. So it means the practices are not meant for debate. They are not meant for laws to be passing through the Senate and the parliamentary people. It is meant for we, the Christians, the body of Christ, to, to, to practice it, to hold it dear to our heart. You know, this le- this letter, I should call, yeah, I'm going to call it a letter. This piece or this letter, this verse 14 is talking about the Christian practices. What are the practices? Are Christians, or should I say, what are the practices that Christians are known for? And the practices that Christians are known for is to accept one another. When you look at verse 1, it says, Accept him whose faith is weak without passing judgment or disputing matters. So it means, as a Christian, one of the practices you must learn to do is to accept people. Whatsoever their faith may look like, no matter how their faith will, will prefer to you, you need to accept them the way they are. Even though they don't know what they are saying, they don't know what their basic of their faith is all about, you need to accept them the way they are. Or if a Christian brother is weak in the faith, you need to accept him the way the, the way he or the way he or she is. But it's a negative vibe in our generation, whereby if a person is not a man of faith, we tend to look at the person as a weakling. We tend to look at the person as someone not profitable. We tend to look at the person as someone not valuable. We tend to look at the person as someone not good to go or not good to do. But this is not not what the Bible is saying. We need to accept people without passing judgment. These are the matters. These are the reality we are facing through today 
in our church, in our community, in our homes, in our society, in the global world. Today, in the global world, if you are not a proficient person, you are not a professional uh, a practitioner, you are not proficient in a particular thing, people will reject you. People don't want to, to associate themselves with you. Yeah, it is good to be proficient. It is good to, 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 to be highlighted in all the spheres of humanity and the spheres of life and all the ideology, all the ideology, all the ideological interface. It is good to have the, 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 those, those, those knowledge. It's good to have them. But what about the people that, that don't have them? What about the people that are underprivileged to, 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 to grab such treasure? What about them? Do we put them aside? We leave them there hanging on the tree? And then we carry the ones that, this, that, that, that the society is pampering. We, 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 we make them known to the whole world that they are perfect. But the other people that are there, we, 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 we just neglect them. We let them be. Not knowing that our responsibility, the most important responsibility, the most important Christian practice that you should do is to accept people for who they are. Whether they are Buddhists, whether they are Hinduists, whether they are whatsoever their faith is, accept them the way they are. Accept them the way they are. But here in verse 1, the faith here is talking about the Christian faith. The faith here is talking about even the, 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 the convectional faith. We need to accept people the way they are. If you don't accept me the way they are, sorry, if you don't accept me the way I am, I can never be open to you and I cannot come to you and I can't be, give myself that privilege for you to, 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 to help me. What I'm trying to say here is that when you accept people the way they are, you accept them the way they are. There's this openness that you can find in them because they'll be free with you because they will feel this sense of belonging. They will feel this sense of importance that, yeah, someone sees me valuable. And so I feel honored. And because of that, these people can come close to you. And thereby, you can make a lot of things happen to those to these particular people. And the practices which a Christian is meant to do is to accept. Consider people. Consider people no matter who they are, no matter their skin color, no matter their racial behavior, no matter their culture, no matter their background. Accept people they are. I'm sorry, accept people the way they are. One of the true facts that all believers need to, need to understand is that God chose the people of Israelites not because they were righteous, not because they were good, not because they were holy, but He chose them even though they were stubborn because there was something He, he saw in them. There was something that, that, that God discovered about them and God had to, had to, had to, had to take away the, 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 the glitches in their eyes upon the fact that if I, in the Bible, the most stubborn people in the Bible, the most st stubborn and the most stone-hearted people in the Bible is, uh, are, are the people of Israel. The Israelites are the most stubborn people. When God 
salvaged them from, from Pharaoh, when God took them out of Egypt, God was trying to, 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 to form them to his image. God was trying to bring them to his, the path of his righteousness. But they rebelled against God. You know, in the Bible, the, 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 the Israelites, they were intermarrying even their enemies. They were marrying more than three wives. They were worshipping idols. And God was angry about that. But God chose them for a reason. God accepted them for a reason. And so, if God can accept the people of Israelites the way they are, with their disobedience, with their ignorance and with their rebellious acts, if God can accept them that way, then why can't we accept people the way they are? God accepted the people of Israelite with their faith. Because the people of Israelite were idol worshippers. They were idol worshippers. They were seven other gods. And they neglected God away. But yet, God was still pursuing them. God was still with them. God was still tempering them for a better purpose and for a better reason. So why do you pass judgment onto people? Why don't you accept people? It's hard today. People really, really have this notion that, that, that if this person is not, is not in my league, if this person is, is not in my criteria, I can't move with this particular person. It's not meant to be like that. That is not how life is meant to be. But the moment we accept people the way they are, that is the moment we'll understand really what life is all about. That's the moment we'll understand what this Christianity is all about. And so, here are some stated timelines and principles that a Christian should do and should not do. And this timeline, it is an information for you to know that whatever you're doing, whatever you're doing, just know that your duty is to accept people the way they are. When you read down lane, down the verse, down to verse 23, it's talking about Christian practices, accepting one another. It's talking about how Christ, like in verse 9, how Christ died for us. How Christ died for us. In verse 9, he said, For this reason, Christ died and returned to life, so that we might be the Lord. So, sorry, so that he might be the Lord of both the dead and the living. So, if you are not the, the Lord of the dead and the living, you have no right to judge people. It's only Christ that can both judge both the dead and the living. And so, we need to understand, these are the basics, these are the basics that most Christians will fail. And so, I have eight items that I want to bring to your notice, which is another, uh, another part of the session. And these are in eight places that I've jotted down. And it says, number one, the uh, Christian practices, sorry, in Christian practices, we are not to judge, we are not to judge the practice of other Christians in respect to doubting, sorry, in respect to doubtful things. 
Let me repeat it again. In Christian practices, that's number one, we are not to judge the practice of other Christians in respect to doubtful things. When you look at verse 3, verse 3 is talking about that. It says, the man who eats everything must not look down on him who does not, who does not. And the man who does not eat everything must not condemn the man who does. For God has accepted him. So the baseline here is all about the man. It's all about the man. So the man should not condemn the one who eats. And the one who eats should not condemn the one who does not eat. Because Christ, Christ has accepted him. Christ has accepted you and I. Why do we judge? Why do we judge? Why do we carry our ideology? Why do we carry... Sorry, where are we carrying our philosophy from? Where? We carry our philosophy from some dirty glitches and we try to bring it to the Christendom. We try to bring it to our society. We try to bring it to our, to, to our homes. And that's the reason why today there's chaos in the body of Christ. There's chaos in our homes. There's chaos in our communities. There's chaos between relationship of a brother and a brother, of a mother and a mother, of a father and, a, and, 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 and his relations and his friends. So the, no, so the number one part, it says, in Christian practices, we are not to judge the practice, the practice of other Christians in respect to, to doubtful things. That's verse 3. And then number 2. In Christian practices, we are personally accountable to God for their act. Sorry, um, let me repeat it again. Number two, it says, in Christian practices, we are personally accountable to God for their actions. In verse 12, in verse, in verse 12, in, in verse 12, it says, So then each of us will give an account of himself to God. So it means for people that, 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 that don't accept, for people that judge without reasoning, it says in verse 12, So then each of us will give an account of himself to God. In Christian practices, we are personally accountable to God for their actions and so we need to be careful we need to be careful number three it says in christian practices we are not to do anything that will put a stumbling block before our brothers before our brothers that's verse 13 verse 13 says therefore let us stop putting judgment on one another instead Make up your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in your brother's way. This is one of the things that we need to understand. We are not, we are not, we are not to do anything that will put a stumbling block before our brothers. And number four, 
Number four says, in Christian practices, as Christians, we have liberty regarding what they do. That means regarding what people do. Number four says, in Chris, uh, number four said, in Christian practices, we have liberty regarding what they do. That means regarding what the people do. In verse 14, verse 14 says, As one who is in the Lord Jesus, I am fully convinced that no food is unclean in itself. But if anyone regards something as unclean, then for him it is unclean. So we are responsible. We are responsible and we are and we are of liberty regarding of what these people do. We have liberty. Verse 14 is speaking about that. And verse 20, it says, Do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. All food is clean, but it is wrong for a man to eat anything that causes someone else to stumble. This has to do with our Christian practices. It has to do with what the Christian practices curtails. We have liberty regarding what they do. We have liberty. Number five says, in Christian practices, we are to do what we edify our brothers. In Christian practices, we are to do what will edify our brothers. Verse 19, it says, let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and to and to mutual edification. Mutual has to do with has to do with people, has to, has to do with a person to a person. And so, verse uh, sorry, uh, number five says, in Christian practices, we are to do what will edify our brothers. And so what will edify our brothers? What will edify them? By accepting them. By never judging them. By understanding them. By, give, by, by, by giving them chance to grow. By, 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 by letting them to shine. And so, in all that we do, in all that we do, we need to edify these people. We need to edify them. We need to edify them. And it says, let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace. So it means peace itself brings edification. Peace itself brings mutual edification. So when you accept people, you are promoting peace. When you don't judge people, you are promoting peace. When you encourage people, you are promoting peace. When you love people the way they are, you are promoting peace. When you embrace people, you are promoting peace, which will bring the mutual edification. Number six says, in Christian practices, we should do for the sake of their weaker... Sorry, in Christian practices, it says, we should for the sake of these weaker brothers... Abstain from certain practices. Number six says, In Christian practices, we should, for the sake of these weaker brothers, voluntarily 
abstain from certain practices. Verse 21, it says, It is better not to eat meat or to drink wine or to do anything else that will cause your brother to fall. So it means here in number six, it's, it's, in number six is saying, whatever that will lead that particular brother to fall, whatever that will make that particular brother not to glow, glow and sprout, whatever that will be a stumbling block to that brother, what you should do is to abstain from it, run away from it. Clear yourself away from it because once you are a reason once you once you become the reason for your brother to stumble then you are at fault and god will hold you accountable and number seven it says christian practices we are to do only what can be done without self-condemnation number seven says in christian practices we are to do what can be done without self-condemnation verse 22 it says so whatever you believe about these things keep between yourself and god blessed is a man who does who does not condemn himself by what he approves and so number seven is saying in christian practices we are to do only what can be done without self-condemnation so we 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 need to understand this self-condemnation should not be a part of christian practices but we are to give ourselves to god And number eight, it says, in Christian practices, we are to follow the example of Christ, who did not live to please himself. Romans 15, from verse 1 to 3. So, this is Christian practices. And we are to learn from this. Thank you for this time. Thank you for tuning in. Stay blessed.